Hello there, and welcome to The Essentials. My name is James. I'm the pastor of the Freedom Moravian Church and the host of this podcast. This is a space where we can talk about life and faith, and we can celebrate the hope that we cling to as we journey through it all. I hope that you are doing well. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon for me. You know, Fridays are typically my day off during the week, but depending on how the week goes, Friday can turn into my day to write a sermon. So I'm at working from home today and our neighbors are having some landscaping done and the soundtrack to me working at home for today has been that of heavy machinery backing up for hours and hours. And as I write my sermon, I'm wondering if I'll be preaching some fire and brimstone this Sunday as I slowly go insane. And I hope that the beeps aren't able to come through all the way to you as you listen to this and that listening to this podcast doesn't make you go insane as well. So today I wanted to share with you one of my favorite things about the Moravian Church, and that is the daily text. So the daily text in its current format is either an app you can follow on your phone, you can subscribe to an emailing list, or you can go old school and get the hardcover book. But it is a daily devotional that provides two scripture passages and a prayer. And the scriptures are usually within a similar theme, and then the prayer wraps it up together. What I love about the daily text is that it is a short and sweet devotional. I'm not someone who reads a ton on my own, but I do like kind of having a daily routine, a reflection to kind of kickstart my day. And the daily text is perfect for that because it takes all of two minutes to read it. You get a little scripture, you get a little prayer, and you can start your day. I'll give you an example of today's daily text and then tell you a little bit more about where these daily texts come from, where the practice originated from. So today, today is Friday, May 19th. The first scripture passage is from 1 Samuel chapter 17, and it's verse 47, which reads, This assembly may know that the Lord does not save by sword and spear. And then from the Gospel of Luke chapter 10, verse 5, Jesus said, Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house and our prayer. We ask for peace, Lord, inside our hearts, homes, and families, and outside in our communities and the world around us. We ask you to help us bring peace with open hands and hearts without the need for weapons. Replace our swords with baskets of good gifts from heaven to share with others. Lord Jesus, we ask this in your name. Amen. So there you have it. A short and sweet daily devotional. Something to help you start your day and keep scripture in your mind as you tackle whatever lies ahead of you. Now, the daily text that we use today goes back to a tradition that started a couple of hundreds of years ago in the Moravian Church back when the Moravians were in a community called Herrenhut in Germany. And their leader at the time, a man named Zinzendorf, 
would gather the community for morning and evening devotions. And at the evening devotion, he would offer a watchword for the next day, a verse of scripture for people to keep in their minds. And after that evening devotion, people would then go to the houses in the community and share the watchword with them. So together, they were all focused on one passage of scripture. And this became such an important part of their lives together that Zinzendorf eventually printed a book of 365 daily texts for them to follow. After Zinzendorf passed, the community, still wanting to keep that tradition going on, eventually published the books for people to read. And there was a whole process of how they decide which scripture passages to go from Right now, it's an Old Testament verse and a New Testament verse with a prayer that concludes it. But as the years went on, the text got printed and published more uh, readily and was distributed more. And currently, the daily text is written into over 60 languages. And it's cool to know that as you read the daily text, there are Moravians, other Christians around the world in different cultures and with different languages who are reflecting on the same scripture. So even though your circumstance and your life experience may be so different, you're united by that one passage each day. And it is great that it is something short and easy to keep up with. You don't have to commit to 10 minutes of reading each day. It can be very quick. It can be as you lay in bed as you wake up in the morning. So you can find the daily text in the App Store. You can go to moravian.org and subscribe to the email or buy the hardcover book. And the bonus of the hardcover book is that each scripture passage is partnered with a verse of a hymn. So you get a little bit of a song layered within your daily text as well. And Moravians from around the world uh, are asked to write the prayers for each day. So it's a different style of prayer uh, as the days go on, different person praying, and it's just a great way for our church to be on the same page. But we have a tradition with the daily text, and that is to draw a watchword for the year. On the first Sunday of the year, many Moravian churches draw what we call a watchword, one scripture verse that's meant to be in our minds throughout the year. Both watchwords drawn individually for your personal life, and then a watchword drawn for the congregation as a whole. Remember that Sunday as a kid being a very special Sunday because during worship, they send out baskets of these watchwords printed almost on business cards and it was always kind of a competition in our family to see who could get the best watchword, and you'd get disappointed if yours wasn't as good as someone else around you, or you'd draw watchwords for extended family as well. Now, as I mentioned, churches draw a watchword for their entire congregation, and as I was in seminary, someone told me about a tradition, and I began to wonder if this is true or not, or if they were just playing a mean trick on me. But there's a tradition that during that first worship of the year, someone draws a watchword for the congregation. Then the pastor reads it. 
The congregation sings a hymn, and the pastor preaches on that verse that they just drew a few minutes ago. I thought that was an exciting idea. I didn't really think it'd be something I'd want to try, but then I went through my first season of Advent and my first Christmas, and as we approached the new year, I was pretty tapped out. I was pretty tired. And the thought of getting to go through the week without writing a sermon was actually pretty appealing. To not go through the hours of study and writing and practicing a sermon and instead just come up with one on the spot that Sunday morning. So I went for it. I said, that's what we'll do. I intentionally picked a very long hymn for us to sing to give myself a little more time. But I look forward to not having to write a sermon that week, getting a mini break. And what I found from going through that practice was a couple of things, because it probably wasn't my best sermon. I don't know if I really changed any hearts or lives on that Sunday, but it was something different. It was something the congregation appreciated. We had some fun with it. And it just kind of broke us out of our routine. And that's one of the things that I think of as being really important that drawing a watchword makes me think of is the importance of intentionally breaking our routines. I think personally and within the life of the church, how important that can be. Because myself, I am a creature of habit. I like routine. I like patterns. I like knowing what's coming next. And as comforting as that can be, as good as that can feel, it can cause things to get stagnant, to get old and lose their shine a little bit. And if you're not actively stepping outside of those patterns, you can lose a little bit of life. You can lose a little bit of the joy. So it's important to mix things up to try something new, even if it's just for the purpose of breaking a routine. And I think in the church, that's something we could use especially. Because churches are notorious for loving their routines, for doing things the way we've always done them, and being a little hesitant toward change or trying something new. We have these patterns and we have these ways of doing things that are very familiar to us. And it makes life easier to know how to put on an event or to put on a practice of ministry. It makes things easier having that blueprint. And it's scary trying something new, not knowing if it'll work or if it'll fail. So sometimes we default on doing, the, doing things the way we've always done them. And in many ways, some of our churches still look like the churches they looked like in the 60s and the 70s. And we're doing those things that worked back then, and we're watching our churches get smaller, and we wonder why things are going the way they're going. Because it worked so well back then, we do it very well but maybe it doesn't have the impact 
that it used to have. And maybe we would benefit from trying something new, even if we have no idea what we're doing. To risk failing, to risk things not going well, to try and spark some new life and some new experience within our congregations. So I think breaking from the routine is something as churches that we need to do definitely more than one Sunday a year. But now more than ever, I think it's going to be important for our churches to see what we can change, to see what approach we can tweak, start from scratch and be willing to do something new because our routines are great and they're comfortable, but continuing with them seems to be leading the church only in one direction, getting smaller and smaller. And that's not the future that I hope for the church. So I hope we're willing to make some changes. And second, the second thing that these watchwords have brought to my mind is the importance of not taking ourselves too seriously. I think it's been my experience as a pastor that in some ways people don't think you're a real person. They are shocked if you swear or use bad language. They're embarrassed to swear around you. They're surprised that you can have a beer. They think all of these things when they think pastor. And they don't think you're a real person. It's, it's not that they expect you to be perfect, but that you're just a different type of person. And I feel like I've been pretty intentional in chipping away and breaking those assumptions whenever I can. Preaching on the watchword on the fly was one way of doing that to risk totally stumbling and bumbling through a sermon and not be so neat and polished to be willing to laugh at myself and to have fun with it, to not be so serious. And I think some of the best moments I've had in ministry, some of the opportunities where I've gotten to know my congregation the most has been through moments where I am organic. I'm not putting on a pastor face. I'm just being myself. Because it is an important calling that I feel like I have. I know it's an important job that I'm trusted to walk with people through vital moments in their lives. But I can be human as well. I can be imperfect. I can trip and fall and laugh at the mistake and strive to do better. That I feel much more relatable to the people that I walk with if I am not trying to be this perfect version of a human being. I'm not trying to be a super pastor. I'm just trying to be James. So I think not taking ourselves too seriously, giving ourselves grace to fail and to try again, to laugh at ourselves when things don't go well, it gives us so much space and joy for healthy lives in the long run, to not overthink things, to not have this attitude that things need to be perfect. I think there's so much joy to be found. And 
for me, it will hopefully keep those feelings of burnout away. Not trying to be perfect, not trying to do things exactly right all the time, to not be too serious in this life. We'll keep the energy, we'll keep the joy close by. So as I think about drawing a watchword, as I approach doing that in the beginning of 2024, those are the two things that will keep me sane as I wake up that Sunday morning and be really stressed out that I don't have a sermon to preach. First is that it is healthy and necessary to break from the routines that we have to try something new, even if it's going to fail. That's a necessity, but also that there's no sense, there's no point in taking ourselves too seriously. We need to be willing to take a risk, to mess up, to not be perfect every day, to not have our standards so incredibly high. We don't gain anything by taking ourselves too seriously in this life. And that's what will help me get to the pulpit and provide that sermon. And my hope is that it won't just be limited to one Sunday a year, but we'll continue to grow in our ministry as a congregation. To break from those habits that we have and to have fun and enjoy ourselves along the way. So that's what I have for you this week. Again, you can find more information on the daily texts at moravian.org. I can't recommend them enough if you're looking for a quick daily devotional. You can also find out more about our church, the Freedom Moravian Church, at our website or on Facebook or YouTube as well. So be well. Thank you for listening, and I will catch you next time.